0: Welcome to the Don't Trip on the Usual Travel Podcast from Beyond Experiences. My name is Kishin and I will be speaking about my travel to Norway many years back. This coming Jan, it will be 4 years since I visited Norway with an enthusiastic group to experience the Northern Lights, also called as the Aurora Borealis. The Northern Lights is on everyone's bucket list these days and we wanted to strike it off from our list too. Before I get into the travel specifics, a few listeners might be wondering what exactly is the Northern Lights or the Aurora Borealis. Northern Lights, also called as the Aurora Borealis, occurs when the solar flares interfere with the Earth's atmosphere, resulting in a brilliant display of colours. The Northern Lights is best seen between the months of September to March. It is experienced towards the North Pole and hence visible in countries like Norway, Iceland, Finland, Sweden, Alaska, Northern Canada and Russia. The Aurora Borealis is a natural phenomenon and a sighting can never be guaranteed. If the skies are clear during the winter season, one has a fair chance to see the northern lights. The intensity of the Aurora Borealis Is measured in terms of KP index. KP index is nothing but a system to measure the Aurora strength. Higher the KP index, greater is the chance to see them. Having stayed in the windy city Chicago earlier, I had a fair idea about how cold it could get in Norway during the winters. Nevertheless, with my homecoming and getting adapted to the home conditions in India, i wanted to be prepared as the weather can get quite nasty and increasingly difficult with the venture the expected temperatures in tromso where we would go chasing the northern lights would be anywhere between minus 10 degrees celsius to minus 20 degrees celsius so it would make sense to buckle up and tackle the harsh winter conditions most in the group picked up their winter wear that included thermals ski gloves snowshoes, woolen socks and beanies. In addition to which we carried woolen wear that included sweaters as well. A muffler that goes around the neck and sunglasses are a recommend as well. So coming back to the trip, we flew Qatar Airways and arrived in Oslo only to catch another connecting flight in the next few hours to Tromso. Post our immigration in Tromsø, we were all on our way to the hotel, which was just about 15 minutes away. Tromsø, when compared to the capital city Oslo, is a small town which is towards the north of Norway. On arriving at the hotel, we were frankly really tired and wanted to crash. However, we were supposed to go out chasing the Northern Lights that same very night. And that too, within the next 40 minutes. With excitement in the air and travelling with a bunch of like-minded travellers, we were all looking forward to see the natural phenomenon. On embarking the minibus, to our disappointment, we were informed by the bus driver that the sighting chances were murky considering there was a good cloud cover and the KP index measuring zero. Although a little concerned, we sped away at about 100 km per hour covering a distance of 70 to 80 kilometers. If you are wondering how the driver is able to maneuver the bus at such high speeds in wintry conditions, it's because the vehicles in Norway use winter tires. On reaching the destination, we disembarked and wore our arctic suits which covered us from head to toe to withstand the extreme temperatures. We spent time gazing at the sky for the northern lights but in vain. We then sped to yet another location and didn't get lucky either. Nevertheless, we didn't let the non-sighting of the northern lights dampen our spirits as we were thrilled to see at least two feet of snow all around us. This is nothing common in India with the exception of course of the winters experienced in the north, northern side of India. Lighting a bonfire in the extreme cold and enjoying its warmth with a hot soup was something special. We travelled back after an unsuccessful attempt and retired into our hotel rooms. After a good night's rest, we woke up the next morning and had a heavy breakfast. Most of us went on the whale safari whereas a couple preferred to go out skiing. This was my first whale safari experience and that too in the Arctic. As we got onto the boat and travelled for about 30 minutes, Tromzo was looking Absolutely spectacular and picturesque. The wind chill forced us to take cover inside the boat every now and then. A hot cup of coffee with something to eat was so ideal and always welcome. After traveling for about 45 minutes, the, the captain stopped the boat as there were some whale sightings. There was a swarm of whales swimming just ahead of us. We also did get quite lucky with one of them coming really close to the boat. As I had a good mobile signal and sufficient data I even managed to do a live feed back home of the swarm of whales and its surroundings. After a great whale safari experience we all returned back to the hotel with great memories and a lot optimistic that nature was on our side and that luck would favor us as far as the Northern Lights sighting goes. We caught up on a good lunch And there indeed is plenty of food for vegetarians like me. They being pizzas, croissants, salads and pasta. So one can definitely survive if one is a vegetarian. For those who care a drink or two, carrying Aquavit, the local drink, in a hip flask is not a bad idea and helps in keeping the spirits high, especially in cold weather. If you are a fan for ice creams like myself, nothing better than having one in temperatures below freezing point. After getting to the hotel and resting a bit, we then took a bus that drove us to Camp Tamok at Lynxford. On reaching the camp, we were taken to a place where we were asked to wear an arctic suit, helmets, boots and gloves all supplied by the camp. This gear was for the snowmobiling experience. The sheer size of the snowmobile amazed me. It is as large as a small-sized vehicle in India. After a briefing on the do's and don'ts, we were off and I would equate the experience of riding it to that of a 4x4 quad bike. Interestingly, the pillion plays an important role here. That is, when the snowmobile turns left, the pillion has to transfer his or her weight to the right and vice versa so once you get a hang of things it gets pretty simple in fact a few in our group rode their snowmobiles at 100 kilometers per hour on a frozen lake i'm sure this experience will stick on their minds for a long long time to come with freezing temperatures it's quite difficult to take pictures as the frostbite can get to you quickly also the batteries discharge in cold temperatures my phone switched off in the midst of action and turned back on when it got slightly warmer so this is a point that you might want to consider when you are in extreme conditions such as these on returning back from our snowmobile experience we warmed ourselves with the much needed heat from a furnace and we followed it up with a traditional Sami dinner in a Lavu tent. Well, vegetarian food can certainly be arranged if informed in advance. We were lucky to have a musician in our group who played us some fine numbers despite it being cold to play the guitar. It was a unique experience hearing him play unplugged in the wilderness of Camp Tamok. Did we end up seeing the lights that night? Not really but we managed to see some traces of it as my friends came and woke us up. We felt slightly better than the day before where we saw nothing. As they say, something is always better than nothing. Post a good breakfast the next morning, we were back in our arctic suits to go dog sledding. The huskies looked menacing enough and barked loudly. However, we found them really friendly and impatient enough to start pulling the sled. The sled is driven by a team of two, one who sits in front and thus providing the requisite weight to not let the sled fly and the second who stands behind and controls the huskies by applying the brakes. After a couple of lessons, we were on a way controlling them independently. Dog sledding was certainly simpler to manoeuvre than snowmobiling. Just that, we had to apply the brakes as the huskies raced down the slopes, likewise push the sled up the slopes. We needed to ensure our huskies don't interfere with the other group, thus preventing a husky fight. Overall, it was a great experience. Although, I felt a little sorry to see the huskies pull the sled but I must say that they were really raring to go. They of course don't like it when we apply the brakes. Post our dog sledding session, we had lunch down in Camp Tamoke and then headed back to our hotel in Tromso. This was our last night in Tromso, before which we were supposed to head to Oslo the next morning. It would have been unfortunate to return back home without seeing the Northern Lights and this was constantly playing on our mind. It reminded us of the point that the northern lights is a natural phenomenon and the sighting can never be guaranteed. So we geared up for the chase yet again, our final one. The KP index reading was two, which made us fairly confident. We started a little late as we wanted to get a decent bite before heading out to the wilderness. We got an update that the Aurora Borealis was sighted sometime back and this pumped us even more. Off we went on yet another chase. We reached the beachside side in about 60 odd minutes where the lights were spotted about an hour back. We were late and mother nature didn't show any remorse on us. We didn't waste much time and headed to yet another location and waited and waited. As the sighting was to happen only past midnight. We lit a bonfire and yoiked, which is nothing but a traditional song of the Sami people of Nordic nations. The rest in the group were getting impatient, tired and wanted to return back to the hotel as we needed to catch an early morning flight. At the same time, we couldn't possibly return without spotting the aurora borealis. Wouldn't you agree? Finally, the gods showed some empathy and the brilliant lights in the sky emerged through the cloud cover. It was a sight to behold as this is not visible from our side of the world. The sighting lasted for about 15 minutes but was certainly worth the wait. Post the sighting, we headed back to the hotel with a great deal of satisfaction and relief to get a good night's rest. We spend the next few days in Oslo admiring the historical sites, the city's hustle, bustle and nightlife. A visit to the Viking Ship Museum, Fram and Kontiki Museums, the Vigilant Park which has sculptures made up of bronze and granite, the Noble Peace Center and holmenkol ski Jump are some of the places worth covering in Oslo, apart from the usual pub hopping and shopping, of course. We visited Norway in the winter to experience the northern lights. There are many who visit Norway in the summer to experience the midnight sun when the sun never sets. So that's about it from me about my visit to Norway and the Arctic adventures that one can experience during the winters. Thanks for tuning in. Do come back for more such experiences to the Beyonder Experiences Travel Podcast. Till then, take care, stay safe, have fun and whatever else you do, don't trip on the usual.